I'm good. Cool. I'm rolling. Awesome. Uh, this is a real sleepy episode. I know. I, I, I took marijuana. What normally happens that's so fucking exciting? Nothing. We, we get on some. <laughs> we'd be getting on one. That's what I'm saying. I mean. It gets pretty wild up here. Right? Okay, well. Ah, yeah, so welcome. Another hot episode of Teach These Devils. Today we've trimmed down the crew. Last We had the debate last time. Too many cooks, buddy. Too many cooks in the kitchen edition. But now we've slimmed it down. It's just me. Uh, you know who this guy doing. It's the R-Man sitting right beside me. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, one of these, one of these, uh, the storied figures of Cleveland comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Joe Howard's on the program. Yes, yes. Hello. What up? Good to see you guys. How you doing, man? You as good, well. good. Hell yeah. Um, Joe, you've been telling jokes for like 10 years now. Probably more. About. Probably more. I don't know the exact date. What is it? I don't know. Fifth, 14 years, maybe? No probably shit. something like that. Yeah. Telling jokes. Out mm-hmm. here in the CLE, you know mm-hmm. everyone. Everybody knows you. Yeah, well, that is interesting. When when I met you, you were just like on stage at Polk Show, and I didn't know who you were. And you probably didn't know who I was, right? Uh, no, I knew who you were. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. I we was... met many moons ago when I first started comedy. Like, oh, it was probably five, six years ago now. Oh. So that's a drop in the well for you. Blackout me, probably, too. Yeah, you were quite rude. I, I always remember this story. <laughs> we were at Make Em Laugh Monday. Shout out to John. Uh, I was out there. It's on the east side, and uh, we were about to, you know, it's a regular show, pretty regular. Oh, I never go out there, though. You, I, I, I never really go out there, either. There's too much melanin for Joe out there. Not time. too what? much. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, if he was, if James was there and I met him there, then obviously I just chalked him up as another one, and I was like, okay, <laughs> another one. <laughs> wow, <laughs> holy shit! I think you did because I remember very distinctly it was you and a, another gentleman who we, uh, who the R man has a contemptuous relationship with, and uh, you were like. I was next, and and uh, John came up and was like, "You're gonna go after this guy." And you were like, "What?" Gorf, he's not even funny. Who the fuck is this kid? He's not even funny. I was very hurt by that. Did I, I say that? Small, yeah. But you didn't think that I heard you. <laughs> I came in and you were like, fuck. And then walked away. And then and then the Z-Man came up to me. He's like, hey, man, he doesn't, he doesn't mean that. You know, just, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He had to apologize for me all the time. I think a terrible well, first impression. That's heavy. hilarious. That's heavy. <laughs> I know. You have the Z-Man apologizing for you. you. you <laughs> <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, that's, yeah, baby. Uh, those well, are dark times. Uh, one thing about that lunatic is he's always uh, he's always good at like uh, schmoozing and greasing the wheel and stuff. And I'm oh, yeah. terrible at that shit. So you're not a wheel greaser. Never. Mm-mm. Joe Howard doesn't bow the Mm-mm. knee. No, I'm just I'm very cranky and and uh, surly, and I'm terrible first impression always. I respect that. You remind me of a white version of my dad. Yeah, <laughs> just a surly factory worker. No one ever likes me when they first meet me, and then uh, somebody always steps in like that instance, and they say, "No, no, he's he's, he's cool. cool." And then like once they get around me more than three or four times, then they like, like oh, me. Yeah, he's a real peach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I come to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about your comedy journey. Do you even remember what made you want to start telling jokes? Was it oh, funny? yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest. Um, I have a goofy story. I was, uh, I grew up skateboarding and, Ooh. um, 
Uh, I was big time into skateboarding around Cleveland and uh, hung out with a lot of guys that were really good and everything. Okay. And uh, my skills weren't that great. I was pretty good skateboarder, but not phenomenal. And uh, hung out with really good guys. So uh, whenever we would have demos or uh, contests or events um, and Westside Skates in Lakewood, I don't know if you know those yeah, guys. Uh, I was familiar. cool with those guys. And whenever they would have demos or contests, um, I had the biggest mouth and I talked the most shit and I made fun of everybody the most. <laughs> okay. So they always handed me the microphone and I always emceed those, uh, events that no we shit. had. Yeah. So I would do like four hours of crowd work and I didn't realize what I was doing no was basically, you know, the crowd work stand up. And, really uh, cool. so then I did that a bunch. And then one day I was just joking and I was like, oh yeah, I'll be at the improv next week. I was kidding. But then I saw something in the paper about comedy classes at the improv, so I ended up, I took one of those. You took the class. I, I did, because I didn't know you could be a comedian. I didn't know how you do it. I don't know you could do it. So Chili Chalice? No, it was Dave <laughs> Schwenson. <laughs> Chili, Chili Chalice. Chalice is uh, funny stuff. No, it was uh, Dave Schwenson. And uh, Chili Chalice. Chili Chalice is a guy that teaches classes. <laughs> that, sounds like super, that sounds like the name of a super white handshake. I don't know about. <laughs> Give me a Chili Chalice. He looks like, uh, I don't know, Chili Chalice. He's just a, he does, he teaches classes out at the Funny Stop. I believe okay. he did. Right? Is that the reference? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, familiar. Uh, so I took Dave Swenson's class at the Improv. Okay. And that was when the improv was at the powerhouse. And uh, at the time, oh, Hilarities wow. wasn't even open. And uh, uh, What year was this? This had to be 2000. No, it was pre-9-11. I would think. Did 9-11 happen? That's what I no. used. It's like my great... Like I, was doing, I was doing stand-up when 9-11 happened. Because I remember trying to do jokes about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I definitely was doing it before oh, that. So the, tw- the 2000, I would think... Um, so I took that class and then I started doing open mics and uh, it was pretty terrible. I, I did the Robin's Nest on St. Clair every Wednesday, which was a black room mm. and uh, very frightening, terrifying. And uh, eventually then Hilarities opened and then Jason Lawhead and Mike Farrell start. They were uh, managers there okay, and they started a room in Lakewood called Bottoms Up, and I ended up going there. And then I didn't know this. Yeah, and then um, that room was hot, too, because it was the only cool open mic, and it was in Lakewood on uh, Wednesday night. It was called the Grimy 90 and 90-minute 90 comedy show with all local people. That's Ryan really cool. Dalton, Maria Borgio, uh, Chris Hegedus, Jason Lawhead. Uh, and then what they would do is they would bring the feature act from Hilarities. And we started to meet people that way. And then the, oh, wow. the other booker of Hilarities came down and drew from that open mic, drew MCs. And I was one of them. Oh, wow. Dalton was one of them. Uh, Borgio. Uh, yeah. So that's, then, really, that's that's like the genesis mm-hmm. of uh, some cool comedy shows. Polk, all those guys. Yeah. Maria, was, Maria was just back in town mm-hmm. like a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Polk. Uh, Zumach, Squire, Twos, all of those guys came through there. This that's like the infancy of Cleveland comedy. It's right? really it was really important, and that place, that black club that I went to, the Robins Nest, that was really important too, at least for me, because that's how I ended up 
you know, whenever hilarities had Bill Bellamy, they always called they me. They call you. Yeah, because <laughs> I had uh, Robin's Nest uh, Jazz Club chops. And, uh, you know, I just had some jokes about menthols. That's all. But, <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. But that no, was better than what any that's other a, white person around here had. That's a great skill. I feel like I can't tell jokes to black people. <laughs> Think about how that makes me feel. <laughs> that was one of the roast jokes I said about you. I said, how funny are you if I work the improv more than you and you're black? <laughs> that was I, I, I always had a uh, very particular reason why I tell the jokes the way they do. And, you know, that shit, like a Chuck Berry-esque kind of feeling. Niggas don't buy tickets. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. And he also That's likes the videotape girls pissing in it. And I do uh, love watching Chuck Berry. <laughs> yeah. And I love taking white he, women I was supposed lines. to be at that roast, too, but like uh, I, my wife was mad at me, so I had to stay home. So this I was texting him. Carl we're talking yeah, yeah. About, yeah. So I was texting him jokes like to give everybody. Oh, yeah. You want to should... <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't think he used it, but I was like, you should tell Joe. Oh, yeah. Joe is so dumb and racist that he used to do blackface for his hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's, that's inaccurate. That's hey, fucking yeah, you, went, you can't see, listener, but uh, Joe's uh, salt and pepper it's a, now. It's not ma- salt and pepper. It's all it's salt. Salt, salt, buddy. It's salt. He's salty. Mm. He's a salted steak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's ironic about hair turning gray? People call it salt, all salt. When Back in the day, when food would rot, they would just cover it in salt to yes. keep the smell down. That is true. Yeah. So it's, got, it's a sign of aging, but I always wanted gray hair. I did wanted, you? I did. I'd rather be this than bald, I think. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Fucking, who wants to be a toe? But you just get to be a certain age, and dyeing your hair is ridiculous. So it looks dope. It's got it. volume. Oh, pussy's through the roof since Hairline I started strong. doing this. Hell, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um, can fix me. He'll take care of it. It's a definite look, but it's, you know. But the girls can't It's a daddy younger. look. It's a daddy look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm dating a girl that's like. 35, which is pretty yeah, good yeah. for an old lump of coal like me. Hey, how old are you? <laughs> 45. That's not that old. Well, I know, but my hair's all white, so. My parents been married, were, were married for 10 years before they had me. I'm supposed to be like 43 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, yeah, if they would have got busy early, yeah. you would have, yeah, that's, I waited too before, I, my daughter's nine, so oh, you got I waited too. Everything. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got a daughter. She's no like, wonder you're such a worker, man. You, you gotta, yeah. you gotta fucking feed these mouths. Well, I don't know. Her mom married a rich guy, and they're rich, so it doesn't really matter. So you got to beat that guy. You're working towards that. I don't give a fuck about that. You're about That's to retire. You, you were just yeah. telling me you're about to retire. You've been uh-huh. working for 30 years. Yeah. You're about to be done. And I said, are you going to hit the road after this and fucking start telling some jokes? You you have, like, damn near, it seems like 20 years of comedy under your belt. What's next? <laughs> well... I need to sell myself more and and uh, try to get so honestly right now I just like kicking around I, I still am and shit I don't man. care you know uh, you know what's goofy and I tell you if I really think about it I'll kill myself but me and Nelson Davis had a podcast probably fifteen years ago get out of here before anyone was fucking with that yeah but you know why we it were, failed right why you didn't record it here at Golden Ox well, Studio gang. that that is a big problem because we were working with a guy who had a studio and he was a real whack job and that Uh-oh. was the reason it ended and that's the reason why it didn't expand but Jeremy's a whack job it was awesome <laughs> no it was great it was called the Ebony and Ivory Hour or So Hour or So <laughs> with Nelson and Joe it kind of rhymed I love that the Ebony and Ivory Hour or So with Nelson and Joe that's, yeah, a, that's, that's what a it was name. and we uh yeah it was it was good but we just worked with this nut and it was before youtube 
was really caught on. I mean, it was online, I guess, but God, it was before anything. It was really That's early. That's crazy. I did a pod. I used to do a podcast back in 2008 with my friends just for fun. We were trying to, uh, we were like raising money for like Africa or whatever. So you did a podcast and every hour you did, every person that listened, they donated like free rice to Africa, which was dope. Something like that. <laughs> we, I, yeah, it's really strange. <laughs> this plan didn't doesn't seem that well thought out. Doesn't seem that great. I was like, how are they even tracking this? But it gave us an excuse to talk into a microphone for like an hour, and that's when I that was like, man, that was a long time ago. James, yes, sir. Were you Africa? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All the rice just went to James. <laughs> I hate rice. If you knew anything about me, you would know that. <laughs> Joe Howard's still here, even though uh, he doesn't. You don't fuck with rice at all. You seem uh, like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Who doesn't you know, fuck with rice? You know, I've been uh, very keto lately. I'm very uh, carniv- carnivorous. I haven't been with the sugars and the breads and shit. I've You're in the keto game. Yeah, I've been uh, really just. Uh, a lot of chicken breast and some. But uh, you're pretty. You're a pretty felt guy. I yeah, see, but at, I wasn't. I was a fag man for a while. How long? Um, when I was hardcore drinking, uh, I was pretty heavy. I was probably two thirty. Oh wow! And now I'm like a nice one eighty. So. So you went straight keto. Yeah, I just when you're not pounding beers and drinking a bottle of whiskey every day, your liver works again and food, you're, you lose weight. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably too late for me to try anything like that. I though. mean, my, my body, you know, wasn't being poisoned every day. So yeah, you, everything got better. You said before you used to be a nefarious character. You're on the, you're on the wags. Yes. And I feel like you, you seem less happy, but I can tell you're doing much better. <laughs> Well, I'm always miserable a little bit, but uh, no, things, yeah, things got a little squirrely there. So, yeah, I, uh, I've been sober a year and a half. So That's awesome. I put it down and uh, cleaned the life up, straightened up, and uh, things have been much better. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for people who might be struggling with drink problems that might listen to this? You know what I mean? Just in Well, case. yeah, I have lots of uh, advice about that, but uh, my my thing was special because I'm an auto worker. I work at Ford Motor Company. Uh-huh. I've been doing that since I was 18, so my insurance is amazing. So I oh, went man. to Glen Bay for 37 days. And they were like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell was like, hey, man. He was come there. On, bro. He was there. How What's crazy wrong? is that? He what was do you there. Do? What do you want me to do? You want me to go did down rec- on you? Did he recognize you? Dude, we had to have a full sit down and like. What did he say? Um, well, I mean, like, you're not, you know, well, no, I mean, he made amends with me about, cause I had a major beef with him. What's let's go into that. Oh, that was wild. Joe um, Howard versus Maxwell. If you don't remember, Maxwell used to do the afternoon show before Alan Cox, probably a million years ago, back mm-hmm. when I was probably selling like paint. 10 years ago, maybe it was a decade ago. That's right. Back when I was yeah. selling paint, baby. He was, uh, pretty I guess pretty big around one here. wheel. He was incredibly untalented. Yeah, well, you but can he tell. That's why that's wildly why it was thought he was funny, and it was so shit. The show was yeah. garbage. They had, did they get syndicated for a time? No, no. good god, it was such. I don't. I was mad at my city for enjoying it. It was <laughs> yeah. such. It was and pawn. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like a black mark. It's the worst. <laughs> so, uh, I I went on his show. Uh, to promote something that I was doing, some show. Some and uh, 
I, I, I had a good appearance, really good. And then afterwards, I was having a cigarette, and he was like, yeah, yeah. You're great. You know how to do this. We're going to have you back and everything because I was funny. I was good yeah, on the show because I'm much more talented than they are. So <laughs> like on accident, I say funnier things. Oh, yeah. So uh, it, he was very complimentary and I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm thinking and at the time, Dalton, Dalton had been Dalton had been doing this show a lot. And at the time, I was like, well, I'm going to be a regular on that show like Dalton is, you know? Okay. So I'm driving home, and then he starts shitting on me. Well, and you can hear <laughs> him. While I'm driving home in my car. Who I can hear him. Who guy think he is? And the shit he was saying was so ridiculous. So then it was just all out war. He so, dyes his hair, you know? Yeah, it was a lot of that. And then it was just all-out war with him after that. That's uh, awesome. So how, what was your first blow? What was your first retaliation at this clown? Um, well, it happened when he got fired, and mm. then I was celebrating his demise, and then, uh, you know, loudly on social media and whatnot. Awesome. And then, uh, and then Chad got hired at Alan Cox, and then, of course, uh, well, when they when they got hired at NCX, I was a regular on the morning show. Maxwell replaced again. That's true. <laughs> I was a regular I on Scott that. and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did every Friday with Scott and Jeff, and then That's and then wild. he. So I hated this guy. So when when he was on NCX, then he did opening day, and of course, you know, I go to opening day every year. I'm a huge Indians a fan. I'm a huge Indians fan. I'm I'm always at opening day. And Maxwell was there, and I uh, had my brother stick an Alan Cox sticker on his back. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, he was furious. He flipped out. I bet and he was. So there was all kinds. Of, there was just that shit. I just teased him as a hobby. I just fucked with him. And, <laughs> you know, because he's so untalented and shit. And then he got fired at NCX, and I celebrated that. That's wild. That. But oh. then when I went to rehab, he was there. And in the building working as a counselor. Working. Mm-hmm. He's not on radio anymore. Man. He's a counselor. We'll stay in the area. Yeah. So uh, as you do in recovery, uh, you have to make amends. So we just had a meeting, and uh, there was a lot of other stuff that happened, like me and and Chad and Rover and everybody sabotaged his NCX show every day. We <laughs> called, prank called him. We... We called Bernie Kozar and pretended we were Maxwell and Stansberry, oh, and then Bernie <laughs> stopped calling into Maxwell's show. <laughs> we did a lot of these behind-the-scenes dirty things, me, uh, Chocolate Charlie, and all those guys. I was friends <laughs> with all those guys at the time. And uh, so anyway, so when I go to rehab, uh, you know, we just did this amends thing. And, oh, yeah. and at the same time, I, it, during the amends, I was still like, you're shit on, you were terrible on the radio. <laughs> and not talented, and you hey, know, man, I'm really sorry about I, everything. Which you I'm sorry on the that radio. I'm sorry that we tortured you, but I mean, you should have been nicer because he was sober when he did that shit. Really? Yeah. Being when he nice is kind of like uh, it's one of those things where you can't really come back from not being nice. When there's a, like you can be mean up to a point. But after a while, it's time to be like, hey, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, can you make amends with somebody if you don't like? If you don't mean genuinely, it, yeah, you can try. Well, I was only two weeks sober when I made those amends. So I wasn't exactly going through my step work, but I had to be there. I had to be there and he was a sober guy and he was trying to help. 
And, uh, you know, I had other counselors, but just when they found out that I had beef with them, then we did it sort of as a step of like what your fourth step is, mm. which is making men's fifth step. And uh, so I don't know. I, I sort of made up with him. And then he invited me to lunch a couple of weeks after I got out of rehab and I didn't go because I was busy. But we haven't talked since, but. I don't know. He's a shit radio guy. I'll still say that. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible on the radio. Like, asked for half a million dollars, and that's why he got fired. And he's just an idiot. They, uh, I remember O and A, like, had a beef with him, too. Yeah, because same reason. He was garbage. He was shitting on Louis C.K. and and shitting on real comedians. Because that's he's always running his mouth about comedians. You know, if you'd done that now, that wouldn't have been a super unpopular opinion. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well,. What do you guys think about that? I mean, honestly, you know what I think? I was hanging out with Bobby Kelly, and he told me he was like, well, "I don't know if I should say. <laughs> I'm not going to say you're going to talk out of school because I'll talk no, out I'm, of school. I'm not, uh, maybe uh, I don't want to talk out of school, but it, it was implied who you were that, hanging out with. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> it was implied that uh, no, no one really knows what it's like to do shit like that. Like what Louis doing. Like you can be a comedian, you can do all this shit. There's a difference between being fucking. Uh, uh, Michael Blackson and Larry Seinfeld. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you or can, Jerry Seinfeld. Or Larry David. I was thinking <laughs> or Larry, Larry David. David. Yeah, you smash. You There's a difference up. between being Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. You right. know what I'm saying? Sure. There's different shit. And he's like, when you're at this fucking show and then these girls are like, let's hang out. Let's go back to your room. Every night mm-hmm. that you're out, every night there's some broad that's ready to come back. Even if they just want to talk, even if they just want to hang out, all you want to do is jack off in front of them. That's easy peasy. That's true. It ain't nothing. I've I've done creepy shit, and I was a middle act. I right? wasn't even fucking anything. <laughs> I've done creepy shit, and I'm not even on anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> if a girl's in your hotel room, you're gonna that's consent. Get, you're gonna get creepy. <laughs> no, that's not. That's, that's, that's just the not way it consent, is. But you from know. that old school. Yeah, I mean. It's implied that there's there's an open door for creepiness. It doesn't matter. He sells out. I went and saw him at Hilarities. It was sold out. And by the way, if he puts that hour out, the internet's going to cry and melt. Oh, because yeah. Because he basically admits and tells everyone to shut up, right? which is what yeah. he should do. It's great. Can't, you can't. He said, if you ask a girl if you can jack up in front of her and she says yes, don't do it. That's what, he, <laughs> that's what happened. Joke. That's what happened. So... I don't feel bad. I don't think the guy's a criminal. I don't think he's a bad you guy know, at all. If I was him, I think me and every comic has done similar creepy things. I'm much worse than him because I'd want to come on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's on their feet or something. <laughs> if you come man. on someone's feet, that's my man. <laughs> you come on someone's feet, that's my man. They right put the there. socks on, the evidence is gone, baby. You that's know what my I'm saying? man right there. I love that you're creepy like that. I'm hey, like give that me too, man. Hey, I'm fuck a, a tootsie lover. I'm oh, a yeah. tootsie lover to, from way back. Hell yeah! Second round was pervert. Second round was all foot base. Yeah, last yeah. night. I'm, I'm a straight pervert. Yeah. yeah. So that's why, you we know, along that's so why, well. that's why I don't, you and that Jimmy Graham, the Jimmy Graham Jimmy's will be on monster. stage and talk about some creepy shit. And I'll be like, yeah, I've done that. Jimmy's all right. Jimmy's a fucking monster. I know. Creep. Jimmy's been seeing shit. We can't ever see. I've, Jimmy, uh, I've done a lot of creep shit. Jimmy grew up on the streets and he's a weirdo on the sheets. Yeah. That's a <laughs> I like that though. It's something Jimmy would say. I love that. He's been on the show a lot. We love Jimmy. I work uh, with Jimmy. Jimmy is yeah. uh, I couldn't stand Jimmy. Jimmy didn't while. graduate from high school and he has a better job than me at the same place that I work at. Yeah. It's like the, the, you guys work at the retarded office. It's like the yeah, same it's thing. so sad. Like he works in the fucking warehouse and then Jimmy's the fucking sales. 
So anyway, what? How did we get on Maxwell talk? I don't know. It just came. I didn't know okay. you fucked with those guys and all that. I know. I I know Mike Charlie Chocolate Charlie. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah, I guess. And then, uh, and then when Chad got fired, somehow I got lumped into um, a black like list. Alan, a, yeah, Alan thinks that like I'm Chad or something, but I never say anything bad about Alan or anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I never did. You, guys, you do look like a cooler chat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. I got lumped into it, but I don't, you know, whatever. You it doesn't, Joe Howard. I don't listen to FM radio anyway, so it doesn't Sometimes if really you're cooler matter. than people, they don't like you. I guess. Yeah. You, you've been cool a long time. You don't know that? No, yeah, I know. You can sell cool. That's what you need a podcast. You just come here to Bull Knocks. I know, I know. Fire one off. Well, uh, Think yeah. about all the old heads you could have on, man. People that yeah. hate, fuck, that would never want to come talk to some young buck. You know what's fucked up is I do have, uh, I, I do realize that my life, I have interesting stories. Like, uh, and I realize it when I'm dating. Like, I just started dating this girl a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I just been hanging out with this girl and she's new. And, and it's always nice. We're just like watching Netflix and I'm like, yeah, I know him. She's like, what do you mean? You know, I'm like, no, like, I've worked with him like, like it was Doug Stanhope. Yeah. And I'm just like, I have his phone number. <laughs> right? She's like, what? I'm and cold. I'm just like, yeah. And then like another time we saw Marilyn Manson, I'm like, oh yeah, me and Marilyn Manson got fucked up drinking whiskey. You and, you and Brian <laughs> Warner? Yeah. You got to tell that story. It's not much of a story. I was doing rock on the range and, and uh, I was with Florentine and them and they were like metal from that metal show. Yeah. yeah. And, we were just backstage, and he introduced me to Malin, and we like whiskey, and we just drank whiskey out of the same bottle. So what I'm saying is it probably got herpes. herpes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was going to say. Million probably. At least to. hepatitis. That's all I thought about the next day. I was like, me and oh, Marilyn man. were sharing the same bottle. <laughs> you hear that story about him and Trent Reznor uh, f- sticking corn up that prostitute's giant giant? They definitely got hepatitis, bro. Oh, Something. Yeah. They There's a... Like a infamous, like unreleased podcast of uh, Stan Hope and Marilyn Manson, like an interview oh, where they're like all fucked up on doing cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the sound of that. We did that on this on this podcast. I have never done cocaine with you on this podcast. Yeah, I didn't say you were on that episode. Oh, okay, go back and listen, listen. Uh, yes, I do not do drugs. I've never done cocaine. No, no, you got I've too much done. money to fuck with cocaine. I've <laughs> never done that. You know what? I always thought that because yeah, I would you actually you'd be gone be real quick, it. baby. Yeah, there's nothing like it. You ever felt like you could like, especially if you don't drink, because it like if you did still like you know when you would get black the fuck out drunk and there was nothing that could pull it you keeps out of it, it going. The, if you yeah. did one line of cocaine, you're just like I zombie, zombie Whoa! mode, man. And then your body is just like reacting. But and you like, wake up the next morning, and your fucking body is like Han Solo. Yeah, your brain is frozen in carbonate, disconnected. Well, I'm mm-hmm. definitely an addict, but I never tried anything else because I loved booze so much. There's really? no reason. Yeah, I never fucked with it. Like, I never did I, anything but drink. <clears throat> I've never had a can like a can. Uh, I, my, one time, my New Year's resolution was to take a drink every day, and I did it. <laughs> did you? I did. Every I remember day, that. I had one beer. Yeah, I remember that. What a I, rookie! I'm telling. I'm telling you, like I just never fucking got crazy. Like, and then I remember drinking way too much all for way too long. It's and fascinating. It, it's amazing, and I look at myself and I'm like, I don't like this person. I don't like who I am when I drink. I don't like the way I act. So I just stopped doing that. I can still enjoy a beverage, but like I feel like I. I have many vices, but it's either I'm out of money or I'm not fucking with it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where I, could, I felt like I'm definitely an addict, but I 
can trade it in for something else. Well, the thing you said about cocaine and me having money is like that was how booze was. Booze is cheap. Like I right? had no problem Can't buying a bottle of whiskey every day and just drinking it. But Damn. I was uh, not social. Like as you guys know. Oh, drink alone? Yeah. Like as you guys know, you know, I'm not out and about everywhere. So yeah, yeah I did a lot of old man by myself drinking. And no, being some sad. of the best drinking though. It's some I, of no, the it's darkest. Not. No, no it's bad. really good. It really no, scratches an itch. Yeah, really? Nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like fucking. I was just like, watch nice. cat on a hot tin roof. That's what mm-hmm. you're doing. Listen, I haven't been home alone in my house that I own for I couldn't tell you how fucking long, and I would kill the second you got alone you would just oh, yeah. i would just get fucking, blacked yeah, out absolutely and just sit on the fucking porch smoke moons. cigarettes and just like fucking mm-hmm. drink listen to music by mm-hmm. yourself yeah man it's fucking tight that'd be it awesome. was good i used to do it why don't make me break up with my fucking girlfriend <laughs> I, I, i'm fucking married buddy i don't know what you're fucking complaining about you can walk away at any time but yeah, mm. my my Edit whole thing that out, by my way. whole thing was triggered mm-hmm. by my whole thing was triggered by a gnarly divorce. So Could, you know, little content, little divorce action. I was married to my high school sweetheart. Oh and wow, we were married for eighteen years. That's a long ass time, bro. Yeah, and she. I shouldn't say this, but I will. She got pregnant, and I have a vasectomy, so oh, it causes shit. marital problems. Oh shit! When that happens, so of course. So, oh my god, you're white knighting a divorce right now. You you're fucking unscathed from this. This bitch double time. Yeah, I had you? nothing. I had nothing. That's to hateful, do with it. man. I, I she should have been holding my hand when I die. I was. I, my life her? was. Set. You still love her, don't you? No, I'm. You hate that bitch. She's too angry. I see. I don't think but I that's ever... what that's what caused me to, uh, you know, I snapped. Yeah, that'll do it. You yeah. couldn't forgive her at all. No, I she tried to were... come back. She tried to. She was pre- yeah. She was fucking. Pre- yeah. Well, she was. And then, and then anyway, so <laughs> that didn't like, work for bitch. like a couple of months. Oh. And she tried to come back, and I was just too angry and too drunk, and just couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get it together. So uh, then yeah. I just fell off a. Of, yeah, I just went probably good three years, just drunk all the time. How's yeah. that work when you so, had to wake up? How time you had to wake up in the morning? Well, that's five? when you yeah five, but that's yeah. when you uh, get a girlfriend who is your BDSM slave and is an enabler and drives you to work and picks you up. Oh, well, that's yeah. good. Takes care of you. Hell yeah! And does every single thing you say. I'm doing that now. It's I had that. <laughs> So now I'm broken trying to have a real relationship <laughs> and I'm sober oh. and trying not to, you know, That's cool. make her sit at my feet while I watch shows. Good for you, man. Yeah, it's a, it was a wild time. I'm going to try that. It had to end. Uh, yeah, physically I was falling apart. Sit at my feet while I watch Lock and Key. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Indians, <laughs> I would drink a beer and just have You're her like sitting at my feet. You're a fucking personal hero. Yeah, it was gonna- pretty... Crazy. If you didn't jive so well with the black community, we can hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Do I jive with the black community? I almost die every time I... Really? Oh, God, dude. You haven't come to the improv and seen me do a set, I've never, you? Like I said, I don't... I feel like black people fucking hate me when I tell jokes. Well, you've seen like me... This. this is my real voice. When I... <laughs> you know I walked the edge of almost oh, dying. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, you want people... You want hisses. It's... Yeah. So when I do the improv, it can go either way. It's either really good or I almost Or the die. Apollo. Yeah. Oh, I've awesome. gotten booed. Boo! But I never leave. 
fuck you. I will not go. I won't go. Fuck you. No. My feet are nailed to the stage. That's I do awesome. my time. I will not leave. You I do, leave with my head held believe high. Believe in your time. I lead uh, every time I leave with my head held high. I will not let them win. You got to think when you you're just like there's certain people like I'm so upset that I'll never get to see myself go up there. Mm. That was my selfish moment. But <laughs> <laughs> when you go up there, you you're one of those people that like you you're like this dude fucking belongs up there. Like the light. Do you think you so? Yeah, dude. The, I took I took that picture. Of you. I got to take another you. one. Gotta take another one. The light fucking hits you, and you're just one of those people like, this guy fucking needs to be up there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. I mean, I'm always <laughs> comfortable for sure, but at the improv, when I go up there, it's always a. When I open the curtain and walk out, it's always a shocked response. Really? The crowd is like, what the fuck? Because I look like an old white guy. <laughs> it's crazy. And, uh, you know, then I say ridiculous shit and I talk about Little Wayne and stuff and they don't know what the fuck to do. They don't know what to do with So you. it's just, yeah. And I'm, I, I don't know. It's, um, but yeah, I got, I did a DUI chunk and they didn't laugh at any of it. None and I said, it. that's because you guys all took the bus here. And that, <laughs> oh shit. And then that goes, you know, and I won't leave. I won't. And then they I just kept going. You. And That's awesome. I did not stop talking about that's black people. That's fucking comedy the right time. there. I know. That's brilliant. I didn't plan on it. I got angry <laughs> no. and I snapped. And you said that, but you, that's the thing. Like people that are comedians, you can, especially when someone's fucking made you upset, you auto, it's like a fucking computer process. Mm. Let's, what'd you just say? Yeah. This I is go the nuts. worst thing I could say to you right now. This is the worst thing I could say to y'all. And I could have easily not said that oh, and yeah. just, and just dealt with the silence or and said just something else plowed through more material. But <laughs> why do that? I'm here. Why Let's not start have a some shit. Fun. Yeah. So Fucking anyway, that's yeah. That's just uh, I, I'm happy just doing that. I, I would like t- for hilarities to use me again. I used to I used to work there quite a bit. Tell me about it. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> I go there every Tuesday. I've never done a Friday or Saturday Sunday. Hmm. None of that. You gotta in order to work for uh, hilarities now. You gotta go for a spaghetti dinner with the Turk and then go to the bathroom. <laughs> Who's the Turk? <laughs> There's what? the Godfather. It's fucking mobbed up. That's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Nick. Well, true. Nick loves me. I love. We love Nick. Nick is a hero. I'd love to have Nick on the podcast. Oh, he'd be interesting. He would just tell stories. I want to hear those stories. He was there when Seinfeld got the fucking show, bro. Yeah, he was. He was there. Yep. At the old hilarities. I never went to the old one. Where was I, the old one? Uh, downtown somewhere. Wasn't it ninth? On ninth West sixth? I think I thought it was by like West Sixth. I think. I thought it was in between where they what the fuck they moved the Odeon or something like something yeah, Peabody's some like before they moved Peabody's oh, Peabody's by like Cleveland State it was on like thirteenth yeah I, I don't know I've never been there I'll tell you a hilarity story if you want to hear a good one let's hear one <clears throat> so I was uh, I was opening for Jim Jeffries before Jim Jeffries was famous at all you know he was just an Australian guy that yeah. nobody knew. So obviously he was doing hilarities. He does theaters now, but back then he was doing hilarities. No one knew who he was. He was Australian, and uh, I was like, "This guy's fucking great," you know. And uh, we were just having a great time, and I was, you know, in the throes of my drinking. And so he's an Australian, so you know how he drinks. (laughs) So uh, we get done with our shows, and we had these great shows, and it was Saturday night, and we walk out on the street, and it's summertime, and. uh, 
across at House of Blues, the patio is there. Me and Jim are out having a cigarette. And uh, right there at House of Blues, the patio is there. There's a bunch of girls. So we're looking at the girls, and all of a sudden we notice one of them is Chelsea Handler. She was in town filming a movie with Johnny Knoxville. And I don't even know what fuck movie it is. I don't remember that ever coming out. Yeah. But I know that's why she was in town. The I've never ringer. seen her in a movie. Maybe I it was don't, the ringer. Might have been. Could have been. So it's Chelsea, right? And we see her, and Jim goes, oh, fuck. And Chelsea Handler, uh, And I'm like, yeah, oh, shit, that's weird. And he's like, yeah. And, and then we start to walk, and Chelsea, it's late, and Chelsea's drunk, and she gets up, and she staggers out into the street where we are. Uh-huh. And she goes, can I get a cigarette? And Jim goes, and he's looking at her, and he looks at me, and then he pulls a cigarette out, and he gives it to her. And I had my Zippo, and I light it for her. Light it for her. And she takes a big drag off of it, and then she looks at us, and she goes, you guys want a picture or something? (laughs) (laughs) And Jim goes, I was on your fucking show. <laughs> she goes, what? He goes, I was on your fucking show. And she goes, what? Who are you? And he points to the marquee. <laughs> Me, Jim Jeffries. She goes, oh, Jim. Oh, oh. And then it was just awkward as fuck. Jim's drunk and doesn't give That's a hilarious. fuck. And then, and then she's like, oh, Jim. Oh, well, you know, who is your manager? Oh, yeah, have him, uh, you know. Uh. Call me. And anything. then we start walking. Then she goes away, oh and we start walking. And he's like, oh, she a fucking cunt. Wow. And her show stinks, and fuck her. And I'm like, yeah. And then he pulls out his phone, and he's clicking away. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm talking to my manager. I'm telling him to get me on a fucking show. Fair's <laughs> <laughs> fair. And that was great. So that was a cool <laughs> hilarity story. Fair's fair. <laughs> we'll be, uh, that's... <laughs> She's got great boobs, though. She's got yeah, great tits. She does. Spectacular tits. We'll be right back on Teach Yourselves with Joe Howard. We're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll talk to you right after that. Hold on to your butts here at Gold Knot Studios. Uh. Ryan, that was very nice of you to bring me zeros. Uh, Appreciate yeah. it. That was really cool. I man. thought that, like, uh, you would enjoy one. Thank you, sir. No problem. And how, and how aware you are.
Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Teach these devils, me, your boys, and your girls, the Armin is still right here. Yo, our guest is still Mr. Joe Howard. Yes, yes. Ended off the last uh, the last portion of the podcast with a great story. While we were outside uh, partaking in the sponsor, Winston-Salem. Um, <laughs> Winston-Salem. It's toasted. It's roasted. All you know is that you need it. Cigarettes. I do Camel Crush. I'm a menthol smoker. Crush guy? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, there is, but we're working on ourselves at all times. Mm. Um, you left us with a great story about Chelsea Handler at, at, right before the break. Yeah. <laughs> do you got any more nuggets of wisdom back in there? I got I got the the one that jumps out at me, the one that uh th- this story is uh the improv. I uh, there's a couple of funny things about this. Um so when the improv was at the powerhouse. Okay. That was uh that was the best. I always loved that. And uh I was a improv guy. I was uh that was my home club, I would say. That was the first place. The improv it worked. Yeah. I did work hilarities quite a bit, but the you improv always fond of me. Yeah. And uh, I talked them into getting uh, through F- Jim Florentine and uh, Don Jameson. I knew uh, Otto Peterson. Otto Peterson for people. I want to school people to him. Uh, Otto and George. Oh, yeah. Ventriloquist yeah, yeah. act. I'm not familiar. Very great. dirty ventriloquist act from Jersey. And uh, Otto, someone should do a documentary about him. Fascinating character. He uh, started doing ventriloquism as a child and literally uh, dropped out of high school, did ventriloquism on the streets of New York City when New York was New York, grimy as fuck. Dirty New York. He did ventriloquism on the street, never never had a real job, and just was a throwback, like just... uh, he just loved old movies and uh, vaudeville, and he was this. He was not a great ventriloquist. He moved his lips. <laughs> he was incredibly dirty. I mean, canceled like canceled the, dirty. The, the so dirty, like just the puppet was evil, racist, terrible, and poor Otto. You know, just had to deal with this monster oh and uh, just fascinating character. So. Uh, I I had a Jim and uh, Don had given me a bootleg of his CD and uh, I fucking loved it. It's the dirtiest hour of comedy with this puppet and uh, so I talked the Cleveland Improv into booking Otto and George and uh, Frank, who's still there, the manager. He booked two hotel rooms for Otto and George. He didn't realize. Oh my god! That. <laughs> George is a puppet. But uh, anyway, um, Otto comes in, and it was me and Don opening for Otto. And Otto was neurotic, as ventriloquism, you would imagine, would be. He was a maniac. And uh, he, if the crowd wasn't feeling it, he would just put George back in his box and walk off 20 minutes in. (laughs) For real. (laughs) And he did that one night while I was there. Uh, I think it was Friday first show. The crowd just didn't like him. It was a papered room, and uh, 
he put George in the box and just walked off. Fucking walked. And they all freaked out. And then he's just like, look, they didn't like it. And fuck it. I don't have to do an hour. They're like, no, you kind of do. We hadn't dropped checks yet. <laughs> he's just like, well, nah, I, they weren't feeling it. We'll get them next time. <laughs> I saw Otto just and George abandoned it. at the, uh, the Opie and Anthony traveling virus in like right. 2007. Yes, yeah, so I was like backstage that? for that. Yeah. And I knew Otto at the time. And uh, I... I uh, I actually have one of Otto's set lists I grabbed that he'd written out. It was in the green room, and I stole it. It's framed in my house. Anyway, fast forward. Um, so we're there that week, and uh, Otto's on stage, and the puppet is being particularly cranky because it's a uh, it's a papered room, mostly very urban. I'll just say that. Black. And uh, <laughs> yes. And they are not really feeling this puppet. And uh, jo- uh, the puppet said, uh, George said, um, you ever see a black girl's pussy? It looks like a wallet. Oh, shit. And I'm laughing, and then I walk out into the bar, and I'm, I'm, I order a drink, and a black lady comes busting out of the showroom, and she's angry. And somebody goes, she's screaming, and somebody's like, "Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am!" And she's like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That puppet's racist." <laughs> <laughs> Some wallet pussied sweetheart <laughs> just stormed out because the puppet Mm-mm. was too racist. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Otto, uh, about five years ago, Otto was on a plane to Canada to do a gig, and uh, he. Something happened in his brain. He got spinal meningitis. Wow. He went into a coma for a couple of months, and then uh, and then he got better, and he was doing gigs. Uh-huh. And he actually lived next to Florentine. They were friends, neighbors. And uh, one day, man, he just he didn't wake up. He just died. He died in his sleep. So Otto wow. Peterson's dead. So I want to tell all your listeners to go look up Otto and Check George. Check out Otto and George. He has a great album called A Boy and His Log. I got a little bit of Otto and George here pulled up. Let's give him a little little listen. Give me a track listing. I can tell you. I know it all by heart. I just have a... What do you have? I got some YouTube stuff. There's an an album? Yeah. A Boy and His Log. It's very... uh, Got it. And then he released some stuff that his wife found, some old tapes. And that stuff's even crazier. That's him doing like Pips, which is a really gnarly club in a Jersey. Boy in log. What track would you recommend? Uh, is there one called The Pope? No. There's um, Nice to Be Here, The Bronx Retarded. Clean joke. Clean joke. <laughs> um, I know clean joke. Do clean joke. Just... Here's a little uh, Otto and George for you guys. This is available on Apple Music or, you know, YouTube it. Why did chicken cross the road? Why? Because it wanted to skull fuck the rotting corpse of John Demay Ramsey. <laughs> God forgive you for saying that. God forgive me for saying that. You're alone up here, you fucking degenerate. <laughs> you think I'm real? No, I don't. All guys are puppets. are fucking nuts. Get help. You're mentally ill. Okay. <laughs> don't do that joke anymore. God, you fucking hole. You have any clean jokes? Yeah, I got a clean joke. Uh, what's the definition of bacteria? What? It's the rear end of the cafeteria. 
That was clean. Yeah, look at the laugh I got. I got nothing. <laughs> Seinfeld never cursed. You know how much money Seinfeld is worth? How much? A lot, George. Just, you know, think about it. Be clean, you know, money. Right. Seinfeld, be like him. All right, think of the money. Seinfeld got it. Um, did you ever notice when you kick your girlfriend in a cunt, she calls the cops on you? <laughs> Stop cursing. Akusa. All right. Akusa. This black kid comes home from third grade. He goes, Daddy, I was in gym class. I noticed my cock is bigger than all the other boys. Is that because I'm black? The father goes, no, it's because you're 19. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about? Fuck. Holy shit. That's comedy. I'm telling you, it's legitimately my favorite act I love ever. And like the puppet, the, it's those asides. Like when he's like, you're alone up here. Get help. You're mentally ill. It's That's that solid gold. shit is so funny. And he, uh, Otto used to do coke and was like a fucking wild lunatic. And halfway through his set, the puppet would just lean over and whisper in his ear like, sweat, you Danish junkie. <laughs> sweat, you loser. And it's just the puppet hated him. It's so fucking meta and just so good. So great. It's like a reverse Daniel Dude, Tiger. It's so good. Did, oh, you, uh, did you like uh, Sean Rouse? Loved Sean, Sean Rouse. Rouse. Let's talk about Fucking Sean Rouse. Sean Rouse. What was rheumatoid arth- arthritis? arthritis? Is that what he had? Yes, he, so had he was rheumatoid like arthritis. fucking crippled. Like could not walk. Basically, wow. like his joints and shit like that. Like seized the, up on him. Yeah, yeah. calcified. But he the filthiest motherfucker that I've played you that the tsunami joke. That's the greatest. Oh, it's the worst ever. Ever. One hundred percent. Sean Rouse tsunami joke from the unbookables. Find it. I could listen We're to it any up. day. Uh, and this was a be- this would brighten my Saturday. What the <laughs> YouTube keep talking off. Yeah, it's yeah. the tsunami joke so from you, the unbookables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just would happen to run into all these guys just from local the infancy of Cleveland comedy is what I'm calling. The yes. And just me opening for I always opened for people that I really enjoyed because I well I had an edge to me and you know uh a lot of the like if they booked me with Bobby Collins it would be terrible you yeah. know what I mean so a lot of times they did they would book me with the edgier guys so I ended up and that's who I like so uh, here, here, here we that's why I'm dying to get back into hilarities because now they're finally booking guys I enjoy you know and uh, hilarities I don't or the improv I don't need to work with the Huggy Lowdown again or any, <laughs> Huggy Lowdown or Melissa Hilarious or whatever the fuck it's always god damn it use your real name <laughs> is that true? I hate that shit yeah always and, and when's the last time you're up there? uh I just well whenever Nelson headlines on off okay. nights I'll always do that because me and Nelson go way back and then also um I was there recently with two guys from Atlanta that I didn't know, but of course they had a road manager with them. The most ridiculous black shit ever. Yeah, just black people. Stop hiring some guy in your neighborhood. I don't know. I don't know why they do it. I don't know. What do you mean, they? Uh, You know exactly (laughs) what I mean. It's just like, oh, black guy will always enjoy my set and come up and try to manage me. And I'm like, what do you do? You got to manage it. Yeah, exactly. Does that happen to you ever? No, I don't go to oh, the improv. They do it to me all the time. <laughs> they always want to manage me. 
And it's like, no, man, Maybe I'm barely, I'm making, 50, I'm making $50 tonight. I'm not giving you some of it. <laughs> some of it. I booked myself. Hell yeah. Uh, we were talking about she- Sean Rouse from uh, the He's dead too. Yes, he died All a couple years ago. Die. Geraldo, he was another fucking Yes, I worked guy. with I worked with Sober Geraldo. How long did that? <laughs> sober, obviously not very sober long. No, Geraldo. you didn't let me finish. I worked <laughs> sober with him once and a mess with him another time. It's like he was 50-50. You never knew. Uh, Geraldo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would either be on a tear or he would be sober. That's fucked up. Let's listen to this Sean Rouse gentleman. This is the best Great. joke of all time. This is them at a bar. Like, this is a bar. I mean, a There's, bar. It's like a strip mall bar. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's just fucking pure strip mall. Warning. <laughs> Not the Japanese tsunami. The tsunami that hit the Pacific Rim. The tsunami that killed child prostitution in Asia. It destroyed child prostitution across Asia. That's one of their biggest money makers, guys. It got quiet because you're thinking, aren't you? Look at the timing on this guy. You're thinking oh, you- about this, those young boys. Can you imagine? Being a young boy born into prostitution, you spend your entire life having your holes reamed out. He got a rug burn from being wasted the night before. Probably not being (laughs) properly compensated. Praying to God every day, all day. Please, Lord, save me from this hellish fucking existence and what does that asshole do he sends a 30 foot fucking wave to suck your little malnutritioned ass out to sea suddenly you're in the middle of the ocean you're dog paddling you have no muscles or energy you're slowly so your asshole has no elasticity so it's just sucking in salt water you can't see the shore you're slowly sinking and you got a sewing machine chained to your leg. It's no way for a boy whore to die. Wait, wait, wait. It's no way for a boy whore to die. He should die like any other boy whore in a bathtub with his internal organs shutting down from AIDS. Or overdosing after having to shoot smack into his asshole to kill the pain of a busy Chinese New Year. (laughs) Those are the only two ways a boy whore ever dies in my perfect world. (laughs) A boy whore! In my perfect world. That's me, guys. I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. And a bit of a romantic. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Fucking genius. That's the shit I love. I'm telling you, you can't... That kind of mental illness, these fucking people, like certain comics, it's just my favorite shit ever. But yeah, they don't stick around. That's the problem. Stanhope has been going for I don't know how Stanhope is surviving. 
he's still fucking. He was always my canary like in the coal mine, and I still got sober before he died. Oh my god! Yeah, he was always the guy. who was like, well, he's doing it. He I'm not as drinks. brilliant as him. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, shit. he's a wreck all the time. His liver's hard. He's uh, coming out with a new book in the next couple of months, and it's about uh, <laughs> like his wife going into a coma and almost dying, and then like, yeah, she hit her head yeah, yeah. after. Uh, yeah. He also wrote a book about how he euthanized his mom. Yes, I've read that one too. Great, yeah. Yeah. And uh, last time he was at the Improv, when was that? September? I ran into him, and uh, he remembers me because I've opened for him a bunch of times. And uh, we just sat outside smoking cigarettes, and we talked about Flower Child, that consignment shop in Lakewood. He went there, and he bought a couch, and he was like, Joe, can you drive this couch to Arizona for me? And I'm like, no, Doug, I'm not (laughs) driving to Arizona. To drive a couch to your house, but I, it sounded great. Actually, I would have loved to have done it, but I had work, and I don't know if my Jeep would have made it. But uh, he's uh, he's quite an interesting fellow. But wow. he's another great one. He's another one that I'll watch no matter what. All these brushes with greatness. Yeah, I've been around a lot of people. Yeah, uh, but that Auto and George one is that that weekend that was shit. so fun. Yeah, it was so great. So much great. I've never, like, I never fucked with puppets until today. Mm -hmm. That's some puppet. What, you don't fuck with Nate puppets? Who? Do I remember Nate puppets? Zachariah Durr and... Uh, Sticky T is fucking hilarious. Sticky T is one of the fucking funniest things. It is a puppet. Sticky T's real, bro. Sticky T's real. Sticky T's fucking alive. I had to follow Sticky T the other night. You did have to follow Sticky T. Yeah. One legend right after another. I couldn't follow it. I thought you killed him. Oh, thank you. It you fucking right. slid. You're the only person that could follow Sticky T. Uh, well, I don't know. It was awkward. Uh, yeah, I had a girl there. Literally, it was like almost a first date. She seemed juiced up She afterwards. was pretty. She thought it was fun. See? Uh, that means, yeah, you hit. Yeah. You went toes to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just kicking around, you know. It's good. You're stout here. Yeah. I think you need a show. Like uh, I said, you podcast. should do a podcast or something. Do do a fucking live show. Call in some flavors of hilarities. Get it set up. Start blowing some fucking backs out. You know what I mean? I, I Honestly, it's just about me putting my shoes on and going out. I like going to East End and fucking around. He says it's a fun room. room. And I'm also obsessed with crowd work, and I've been doing, like, not my act, which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but... Uh, I like going up and just doing crowd work. Just uh, feeling it out. You yeah, doing it's that fun. crowd work show? Yeah, I've done really well on that every time I've done it. Um, because I make it a point to, I go to East End and do, uh, but try not to do material. I don't know why. It's just, I should be <laughs> writing more materials, what I should be doing. Like, I haven't written anything about. Uh, my divorce or really? no, I don't think so. Not really. And not really anything about being sober. And, uh, I've dropped cause I had a big hunk about being a piece of shit and drinking all the time. And so yeah. and I pretty much dropped doing that. I had great DUI material and, and, uh, drinking material, but, uh, stuff. yeah, I started writing some shit the other day about, I haven't written anything in a long time. I'm yeah, what's crack the notebooks? What what is everybody? Is anybody working on? Anything? I got a little something. Uh, for, like I was telling you earlier, for the first time in my life, my dad said he was voting Republican. Yeah, the first thing I thought was this nigga's got money. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, that's that's the kind of stuff I have too. Just loose premises, yeah, just like little stuff, like uh, a loose premise that I have that I haven't dove delved into, but I I really need to write. I want to write a bit about uh, uh, being on dating apps and just how girls and their fucking dogs. Oh yeah, and like they're big dogs, and like You're I hate dogs. Dog. I don't like dogs at all. <laughs> like I have a midget cat, and uh, that's I'm a cat guy. What's I a hate, midget cat? I have a cat that has dwarfism. Oh. Cute. Yeah, his name's Dinklage. He's oh. the shit. So he's very cute. He has really short legs, and uh, oh. he's awesome. But I'm a cat guy, and and I was attacked by a Doberman Pinscher uh, when I was a kid. I think I had, you mean you're a black guy. Well, what that's what it was like. That's what it was like. I was attacked by a Doberman Pinscher. I had to crawl under a car to save my life. Wow. And, and one of the jokes was, uh, why are Doberman Pinschers 80s dogs? Like, you don't see them. That's like a 1980s dog. Holy like, shit. Miami Vice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> why is that? And I was attacked by a Doberman in the 80s. So, like, uh, and then women with their dogs. And it's like, fucking every one of them is like, oh, we'll have a good time if I introduce you to my dog. Fuck you. I don't want to know your dog. Yeah, I don't need your dog. Barely want to fuck you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I want to meet your dog. So <laughs> that's one of them. That's you one of my premises. I don't want to meet your fucking dog. I don't want to meet your kid either. Don't feel on that level. But uh, what was that? That and then also that girls cry at work. Yeah, what is, why do girls cry at they work? They always cry at work. Why? If they're in an office, they cry in the bathroom. And if they're in a uh, service industry, they cry in the walk-in freezer. That's oh, what yeah. I know. Yeah. We don't cry at work, but most of us have jacked off at work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Have you jacked off at work? <laughs> absolutely. I have, too. You have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like fucking kill some time. Nobody's going to fucking know. Many moons ago. Yeah, so absolutely. those are loose. I got a foot job at work one time. What? Tough. Man, I love that James is a foot guy. I'm, That's hilarious. I appreciate, That's how I, good, I appreciate a good pair of feet. I wouldn't say that I'm a foot guy. You never, se, fucked, you never fucked a little, had a little toes on your bag before, bro? On a Tarantino level, like I'm up there. <laughs> yeah, Uma Thurman's toes took on your bag. Yeah. I had a, I had one girlfriend in college that had really nice feet, and I How noticed nice. it. But How like I, nice were they? They were so nice, James. <laughs> she used to tell me, she's like, I can get an orgasm by giving head. I was like, well, let's find Show out. Me. <laughs> Show I, me on the doll. <laughs> I dated a stripper that wore heels so much she had Barbie feet. They were so fantastical. Really? Yeah, it was great. They were really like frozen? Good. They were like frozen with the arch. Ooh. It was really good. It's got to be bad for her, her nice. lower lumbar. Oh, you have a picture? Oh, yeah, hell I yeah. I have terrible pictures. Fucking A. Yeah, so... Uh, Fucking A. Yeah. Oh, wow. See? Frozen. See? All right. When you're and yes, she's hogtied. She's hogtied in that picture. Did you notice? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, remember when uh, R. Kelly was interviewed by Gail King and he said he didn't know how to hogtie people? I called him a pussy. Because <laughs> I know how. I don't know how to hogtie people. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> Faggot. It's not hard, right? You just get the legs. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's good. Classy. It's good. You're a pervert. Yeah, aren't we all a little gross? You yeah. Know what I mean, it's just. I, I don't want to have sex ever again. You can't have sex ever again. That's a difference. Yeah. You're married. I've gotten my fucking dick blown off by a fucking IED, basically. <laughs> I was telling uh, Squire, I was on a podcast with Squire recently, and it was like, uh, I was like, I could probably fucking, like, if I was re released back into the wild again, I could probably fucking take care of business, right? No. 
You don't think so? You lost your edge, man. Well, but it's sort of like one of the guys who are in those fucking missile silos. You know what I mean? The the nuclear missile silos. Yeah. Who's just waiting for the call like his entire life, huh? and he has the key into huh? the fucking thing, but it just has to look <laughs> at it like the whole entire time. You know what I mean? It fucking sucks. Key. So you got to not think about it. Well, and I was great. I was wow. married and had sex with the same woman for most of my adult life, and then when I got divorced, yeah, I went crazy. It was party. And it was time. fine. It was really shocking how many girls <clears throat> don't even bring up condoms. None of them, isn't it? That's amazing. They don't care. I wasn't anymore. prepared for that. I was like, my really? Fa- that's my favorite part of the negotiation. There's no negotiation. It never <laughs> even comes up. I mean, it's like, are you gonna put on a condom? It's like, well, I didn't happen to bring any. It doesn't even come up. Wow. And then I throw out that I have a vasectomy, and that's just They're I'll like, leave come we'll anywhere. No one cares. No one cares at all. <laughs> shocking. Cross some toes. It's shocking. But yeah, I don't think like I, I want to be able to squirt life fluid until I'm like about to die. I mean, when you have a vasectomy, you can leave it anywhere. It doesn't matter. But I want it to work. That's just like that's like uh, it's not it's full like when juice. Samson cut his hair. You yeah. don't want it to. Why work. would you buy a gun and then never That's buy a That's such a black guy talking. That's such a black guy talking. Hey, like they, the first man. Black guys love to just leave it in. I do love leaving it in. And just fucking. So I do speaking. too, but I went to the doctor and got it fixed, so it isn't going to cause any problems. Ugh. It's great. Black guys just love their vas deferens. They I don't, don't know what the care. <laughs> Don't I mean, understand. That's that. a racial say. Yeah, you're a fucking Vaz Deferin lover. I yeah. left it in two out of three times. <laughs> Which is don't, low. That's, that's fucking. Low. Don't do that. What? Don't you don't want a kid, man? Who? No. Yeah, I'm not gonna have one either. <laughs> I'm not taking care of no kid. Uh, Give it fair. to my mom. Oh, She'd be God. so happy. Oh, that's so black. That is very black. <laughs> so black. Grandma raise them. As black as Jack Nicholson. That's <laughs> 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 uh, true. It's true. That vasectomy is good, though. Hell yeah. You don't have to worry about nothing. You get to watch March Madness. This is a big time for vasectomies right now. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah I did hear that. The guys get it done so then they can sit they can there and watch it. there and watch yeah. March Madness, eat ice cream. Yeah, my doctor was pretty cool. He was like, uh, do you drink Joe? And I go, yes, I do. He goes, well, just get a six-pack, put one on your balls, and drink the other one, and just uh, chill out for a couple of days. And that's what I did. Hell it was yeah. good. It wasn't a big deal. I, my insurance was so good, they actually knocked me out for it, which I don't know anyone else. Is that else. rare? Yeah, it's super rare. I don't know anyone else. Everyone else is awake when they get that shit done. Dude, yeah, your insurance is fucking, that auto worker's insurance ain't Oh, bad. yeah, my rehab was like... They were like, do you want to stay 90 days? I was like, no, guys, I'm good. 37 days is good. <laughs> 90 days? They were starting to repeat themselves with all the sure treatment. Yeah, they would have taken me 90 days That's if I would have. That's fucking wild. It costs like 30 grand a month, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was inpatient. I was locked up. It was covered. Yeah, it was covered. Thanks, Henry Ford. I didn't pay. I didn't pay a single dime for that. Damn, bro. That's and I was, That's so crazy because I wanted to get clean. <clears throat> and I wanted to get sober before that. I literally could not quit. I was, uh, I was so uh, addicted. I was, <clears throat> I had to detox. I detoxed for a week, and like I don't remember any of it. They knocked, really? they knocked me out. Yeah, I would have seized up. I would Amy Winehouse if I just would have no quit cold turkey. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I wanted to quit uh, a year or two before I actually did, but I was scared something was going to happen with work. Meanwhile, they couldn't have been any cooler. It was so dumb. Wow. Cause they, they literally drove me there 
No shit. And enrolled me and got me all lined out. That's and I amazing. Was, I was getting a check. I was on medical. Wow. And uh, I was getting a check for being on medical. And I was in a – it was basically like I went to the hospital for 37 days. Get out yep. of here. And I got clean. That's and that's awesome. why I feel obligated to stay clean. There's a lot of dudes at work. I'm not going to talk shit on recovery, <laughs> but there's a lot of heroin dudes that just – Really? Go clean up for like a month. They do it like once a year. That's disrespectful. That's kinda, uh, stay I mean, clean. If you're going to go, stay clean. I feel a responsibility the, to stay clean. I went to rehab. That's really cool. And I'm going to stay clean. Fucking it's heroin, gonna be great. guys? And then fucking Motherfuckers with heroin, heroin guys. Let me tell you something, and, and this is, I'm not talking shit about the program or anything, but uh, I'm in the rooms. You know, I go to, I go to AA once a week, and okay. uh, I see a shrink and everything. I'm trying to do the right thing. Uh, but in the rooms, man, those heroin dudes, and, and I don't like being in an AA room where they don't accept heroin guys because some of them are hardcore like that. They're like, you don't belong here. This is for alcoholics. I don't like Word. that. I, I believe if someone needs help, man, let them come to the meeting. You know what I mean? And uh, But I will say this. Those heroin dudes, man, they all relapse, all of them. All of them. It's I know. To be fucking great. I know. Ton- it must be awesome. Must I'm yeah, so I'm glad. Sure it like it dick sucked by fucking. I'm so glad I didn't get mixed <laughs> up in that because I would have loved it. I'm sure. I, how good can it be? It has to be. It's so gotta good. be awesome. Yeah. Right? How, how, so how come the music sucks so bad if everyone's on fucking heroin? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, a lot of the heroin good. music is good. Yes. I don't think. Uh, I just I think it's almost impossible to beat it though once you get hooked on it. I'm so glad I didn't get into that. Do you ever fucking miss like going out on like a fucking Saturday and like watching the Indians game and just getting fucking drunk with your boys walking at a bar? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that hurts. That's the one that hurts is just going to a ball game and having a few beers. That one hurts. But if they have non-alcoholic beers for some reason, I can trick myself into thinking that this is all good. You know, it's I'm still. <clears throat> enjoying the baseball game, and I actually remember who got that remember single in the fifth <laughs> inning. Shit. You know, I can actually remember. But uh, yeah, so but be yeah, the heroin thing is really crazy, and I'm very glad I didn't get hooked on that because That's those nuts. guys there there are guys that I work with that literally go to Glen Bay every about once a year, go For try real. to get cleaned up, and then for ninety days, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean they should. Well, I mean, I, I'll say this. If you have a drinking problem uh, and you don't want to quit, quit. I feel like I had to quit, quit. But if you just want – because I went to the doctor and they said my liver enzymes were 250 and they're supposed Whoa, to be bro. 70. Yeah. 250. <laughs> yeah, and it was 250. Your liver's a fucking cutting board, 70. chief. No, I was getting close to having a problem. Jeez. So if you're a hardcore drinker, if you can dry out for 30 days, but you need to do it with like, if Couple you need to detox, if you need to detox, that's another thing. But if you just dry out for 30 days, your enzymes go right back to where they should be. Hmm. So you kind of get like a free pass to start over. This is bad advice I'm yeah. giving. This is bad advice <laughs> no, I'm giving because you should just be sober. But No, because 30 days is a start. Like in the program, I'm sure they would say that a, a day sober is a day sober or whatever, right? Like there's no yeah. such thing as any bad. No, there's no bad sober time. And, yeah. you know, my dad, my dad, you know, my dad was always kind of a – my dad's an alcoholic, I would say. But he just drinks beer, but he drinks a lot of it. <laughs> 
But when I went into rehab, my dad is solidarity. He went, he got clean for 30 days and no he, shit. he did it because he heard that liver enzyme shit that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was kind of like, okay, now I got a clean slate. I can start over. Here and he's go. right. You can. So you should draw that thing that burden those guys do that sober yeah. October. That's actually a good thing for somebody who likes to tip them back. I have a couple. If you clean out for one month out of the year, every year. That's a good thing. That that's a there's a way to be healthy about it and still be right. a bit of a drinker. Two cigarettes a day keeps me regular. Uh, I'm not a. I, I smoke a lot more since I quit drinking. I but bet I like, don't I, smoke smoke. That's the one thing. Like I'd rather quit smoking because I know that's gonna fucking <clears throat> that's gonna cut me down here. I figure soon. I started late in my 40s. So when did you start smoking? It. In my 40s. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, when I started hardcore You're good drinking. To go. Yeah, I didn't drink. Or I didn't you. smoke or Fuck drink you that and bad. Your foresight. How dare yeah, you? I know. <laughs> I I started smoking when I was blackout drunk, and you know I was one of those guys that would have a cigarette when he was drunk. If I could start, but I didn't start right getting now. blackout till five years ago. So, hmm. uh, but were you just 40. like a social drinker before? Yeah, when I was married, I was just kind of a guy that had some beers here and there. I never the whiskey and these wild women. I was dating boozebag girls, and uh, and they got me under the bourbon. And uh, we gotta talk. It took me down. <laughs> took me down. <laughs> we gotta talk. <laughs> so I gotta talk to you about this one that thing. Um, oh. So yeah, the, uh, being divorced and alone in a huge house and uh, dating boozebag girls. Yeah, that went downhill pretty quick. Man. So, yeah, I so, did it for a couple of years. That divorce shit, that's so fucked uh-huh, up. Fucking yeah. with, not, uh-huh. with the fucking baby, bro. Yeah, she was three when that happened. What? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that I didn't handle that well. No, so. man, I, I rightfully so, but, but I don't think anybody really. You had the me wherewithal to look at yourself and be like, look, where, "What the where the fuck are you at right now?" Guys? It Let's was gonna it end. It was gonna end. I was gonna kill myself or something. We really something. Yeah. It was going to be bad because Passive I was... Passive killing yourself? Well, God, man, Norm MacDonald has this great bit about killing yourself. And, like, the thing is... Don't people, get started someone, on Norm MacDonald and get him wet over there. Someone, How great is he? Oh, I love this him. This guy's my fucking favorite guy. guy Worst update host of all time. No. Wrong. Get the fuck out of here. Wrong. The best. Wrong. You're the best. Wrong. The best. Bombed on purpose. He would do that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> the best. But anyway, he has a bit about they have to find you. And I think that was my thing. I wanted to kill myself, but I didn't want anyone to find me. And, really? Uh, yeah, I had a real problem with thinking about somebody finding me. Holy shit. So I just figured I would drink myself to death. And I almost did. But uh, I don't know. Something happened. A lot of people were concerned. And I sort of had an in- you had, intervention. You had, you had friends. I had an intervention. It was family and uh, friends. Yeah. Definitely had a light intervention. It was pretty lightweight. And I went to a detox, but then I escaped. And then that's when the real Whoa. intervention happened, when I escaped. And you I ran was the like, fuck out. I was at her Cobain did, huh? I was at the bar with a bracelet and uh, no shoes, and they served me. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. hell yeah. That's a fucking great ass. That's a great that's bar. A great that's fucking a bar. bar. Shout out to the Harbor Inn. <laughs> <laughs> 
they would have served me, by the way, because they <laughs> like me too, and they know me there. No, it was actually the Corey and Avon Lake. Yeah. Oh, that was my town. So you're out, low, you're out loco. That's my old stomping grounds. Yeah, Lorraine County, Avon Lake is where I live. I live Man, real close to work. There's some teen girls over there. I'm turning <laughs> motherfucking white boy. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna go to jail hanging out over here. <laughs> yeah, Avon Lake's fun. I don't go to two bucks no more. Mm. <laughs> two bucks. Yeah, man. I fucking grew up over there. Uh, what's the other one? Frank and Ellie's over there. That's right in there, right by like... Uh, no, I don't know that Before one. you get to the fucking Old Navy and shit now. Mm. That's Avon. Regular Avon. I'm Avon Lake. I'm Rich, like a block from money. the lake. Your money lake. Well, I'll, I always do that joke in my act about I live in the shitty part of Avon Lake. I live in the Oxycontin Vicodin area. That's where I live. <laughs> it's like right by Lake Road, but it's a little neighborhood, small houses. That's where I've I live. definitely, uh, when I used to ride all the time, you probably definitely drove right past your house. Probably. I Lake saw Road. you I saw you hitting the fucking, on the scoop. On my Vespa. Summer. Yeah. My Vespa, yeah. So you're just out here just every, any summer you can find Joe Howard maybe riding around fucking. Kicking. You couldn't when I was drinking. I shut it down. I didn't I didn't ride that thing for probably two years. No shit. Yeah, because I was always drunk and I didn't want to die. Well, I did want to die, but I didn't want to crash my scooter. Sounds like I don't an know. opportunity. I don't know. You don't want to hurt other. You don't want to crash. I guess not. Out. I don't know what it was, but I didn't ride it for a while. But now Pure you can see me because I'm sober. Hell yeah. I'm always zipping around on it now. I can't wait for it to get warm. I, I feel that I'd be remiss Dude. if I didn't uh, rebut fucking Joe's message of positivity and like turning your life around by me saying that uh, life is actually shit and you all should drink yourself to death. So, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Weren't you guys supposed to get in a huge argument about like I, me and Joe were talking before. I was like, the army is coming through. It's like my co-host guy. And he's like, oh, me and him are going to have some arguments. Wait, why are we having an argument? Oh, no. Because you we guys have are a exact opposite. Oh, no. Yeah, we have. No, we I have fucking love Joe. Joe. Yeah, you like, I love him too. You're like yeah. the alt left version of Joe. Yeah, basically. We're like two <laughs> sides of the same fucking coin. Yeah, we have a bet. Uh, and Joe's going to owe me a hundred bucks. No, I'm not. <laughs> because said, Bernie no, Sanders is going to win, baby. Gonna, he thinks Bernie Sanders is going to win. 100%. I want him to. They're going to bury him. They're already working on it. They're wor- he's going to fucking votes or votes, fucking motherfucker. They're this guy. They're submarine I'm this telling guy. you, he's going to win the fucking nomination. Even if he gets the nomination, they're going to submarine gonna his ass. He changed the rules or whatever on the committee so they can't fuck him out of it if he gets it for the first round. But the second round, it's like. He didn't change the rules. By the way, that's a myth. He wanted to get rid of superdelegates entirely, yeah. and that was the compromise. We'll, we'll get rid, rid of them him until the second ballot. It's like, fuck ballot. you. That's bullshit. They are trying to fuck him. They're going to fuck is 100%. him. That is 100%. And they said the but rules the are same subject thing. to change. It's the same thing what happened to Trump, man. Like, everybody saw that, like, the fucking powers that be were trying to fuck him, and it just pissed people off to vote for him. And it's mm. the exact same thing that's happened to the Bernie it's on the different. other side of the fucking different. It isn't. It's 100% the same. How is it different? What about what about how the Democrats are really and the the Democratic media is trying to spin this coronavirus into being way worse than it is? It, They're trying to tank. I the, think that's just. Uh, it's not as bad. It's not. It's not that. Doctor Drew said it. Oh. Doctor Drew was like, "The flu is scarier." That Shut was up all about they were this. So about. here's something funny though. They're trying to tank the economy so they can. Here's something that's a true story. Uh, the World Health Organization, WHO, like sold these bonds to investors in 2017, basically as a way that to get money, and the people that gave them money would receive like a modest interest back because it was uh, if a pandemic was not declared by 
July of oh. 2020. They would receive their money back with some interest. In the meantime, the World so Health Organization would use... Yeah, yeah, so it's going to get... Sh- so now they cannot call it a global pandemic or whatever without tanking the entire economy. It'd be the exact same thing as when Lehman Brothers went over. So someone shorted everyone's yes, health Yes, 100%. Health. You see it. That is a real story. It's all so dicey and so shitty. Why are we letting the, all this money shit go? Like, Why, the why the is day? the economy not real until it is, and then it's only real for like fucking everybody else other than 100 billion? If money wasn't worth anything, I still have a gun. You know what I mean? That's true. You did buy a gun recently. Just make, just going to make me go get my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> I rebought my gun. I replaced my gun. You're a gun person, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. I just re- I had the Glock 40, the 22, okay, because it was the FBI standard carry. They changed to nine, so I went and got the new. Uh, well, not the new one. I went and got a Gen 4 uh, Glock 17. Okay, that's it. I just carry the just same for gun. home protection, or you yeah. carry you conceal. I just keep the carry? same gun as the cops at my house. Okay, that's that's your move. Yep. <laughs> That's a good. Actually, to be fair, it's not, it a, it's not a bad. Right. No, I'm with you guys. So see, look at my gun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a gun because of my state I was in a few years ago. Fair. I had one. I gave it to my brother because I was scared I would use it on myself. Damn. But yeah, shit got dark, James. That's how. But uh, but I did not. But I do not have a gun right now, and uh, I don't know. My neighborhood is so safe. It's yeah, so white. There's nothing on <laughs> So many honkays. <laughs> Actually, that's not even a fair racial thing to say. Uh, the white people in my neighborhood are the, the ones that will steal from yeah. you. They will steal from you because they need uh, Oxycontins. Yeah. Joe's not at home. Let's go in there. Yeah, He's got seriously. insurance. Oh, I got shit. stuff. Yeah, and I do. I'm sick. Honestly, I don't care. Man, Jeremy. If I was white, I would be Republican as fuck too. I saw these white people on fucking drugs. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, "What's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We gotta stop this." Yeah, see, I don't want to pay for their insurance, but (laughs) not to get all tinfoil hat and shitty. But being in but being in recovery, I know that uh, there is a shot called Vivitrol that they could give everybody who has an opioid problem. Wait, what? There's a shot that you can get once a month. called Vivitrol, and it makes it so the part of your brain that processes opioids, it will not work. So uh, if you get that shot once a month and you get in a car accident, they can't give you opioids because it will not work. It won't do shit to you. It won't do shit to you. It'll make you immune to opioids. So basically what I'm saying is they could stop the opioid epidemic if they got all the junkies on this shot – but guess what? Big Pharma is in charge of the shot, How and it's it fourteen hundred a month. Exactly. Ooh, so no junkie has fourteen hundred. Oh, month. they do. <laughs> well, they have it for heroin, but they don't have insurance to cover that shot. And Bernie Sanders wants to stop that. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for that argument for Bernie, buddy. Vivitrol uh, shot. You, you hate it. True. You hate it. I mean, I think I just I'm on board with Bernie because I want America to do something that every other fucking country does. It's supposed to be at least second, third, or fourth. We're not even far apart in shit. You know no what I mean? one is. Every, the government is. is so good at running programs. I'm sure they do great with. They, but they do they insurance. Wouldn't. I'm sure they do awesome. But they, they haven't even Medicaid tried. Right I want now. them to at least yeah, give it's it a doing shot. Great. It is. I want them to give it a shot. It's a fuck. That's a hundred year old program. I'd be bro. lucky if shit, I get it. We need to re. We need to overhaul all the shit. Kill all the senators and Congress people. <laughs> 
and then figure this shit I mean, out proper. What's that guy's name? James Hodgkinson. He's the fucking. He's a hero. Uh, Teaching Devils officially stands by <laughs> Whoa, the political views and actions of James. I don't know. Hodgkins. We can do that legally. Did I really make an argument for Bernie? Yeah, with you the did. Troll thing. I don't Almost. Maybe. I'm, try- I'm looking up information. on I'm just saying. Time. Anytime they talk about the opioid epidemic, it could be fixed. It right, can it can be. There's, if they can shut off the receptors that fuck with that mm-hmm. shit, that means you don't want it anymore. And they can, and they they can. What is Vivitrol? If your loved one is uh, considering treatment options for an opioid free recovery journey, it may be time to discuss Vivitrol with the healthcare provider. Yep, this is so crazy. Yeah, one mother's caregiver story. Patient stories reflect personal experience. This is from the Vivitrol website, Vivitrol.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, individual experiences may vary. I think read about alcoholics and Vivitrol. Really? Yeah, I got the shot this morning. Get out of here! Yes, I did. My I insurance is good though. Then, along with counseling, <laughs> I and don't pay the for We finally found a treatment that was right for her. That's Lisa talking about her daughter or someone. Ninety um, percent of people had opioid-free weeks. The median patient reported ninety percent opioid-free weeks compared to thirty-five percent receiving the placebo. Yes. Um, 55% had a decrease in opioid craving. Uh, they decreased in self-reported opioid craving from baseline versus they are, 3%. They are sort of using me as a guinea pig because, for I, alcohol. because I have such good insurance. And for alcoholics, they're seeing if it curbs cravings, which I don't know. I'm doing the other things you're supposed to do to stay sober too. But uh, I don't know. I get it every month because That's it's free. Because it's free and because I've been sober now for 18 months. So that's I awesome. figure why change it. Dude, that's really cool. I got it the first time when I was in rehab. So you had a Vivitrol shot and now mm-hmm. that's a continued part and of And I just therapy. kept doing it because uh, the place where I go see my shrink is the same place where I get the shot. And uh, I got it this morning, like I said. No I shit. I get it once a month, yeah. I don't know if it's helping or not. I imagine I haven't drank, so... But if I get in a car accident, I can't take open yeah, eyes. Boy, that's gonna <laughs> suck. I can't have painkillers. So that's a time. little that's a little scary when you think leg. about it. Yeah, anything fucking, happens to me. I didn't like. I don't like yeah. opioids. The shit doesn't work on me either. It's like I'm, I've, my shit still fucking hurts, bro. I took a Vicodin once and I enjoyed it. And I said, "Don't give me any more of those," because uh, I was scared I'd go down that road. But. If, if something happened to me, I, I couldn't take them right now. I don't get how it makes you high. Like, I don't understand the high, so Some I don't fuck with it. But, yeah, if anything happened to me, I could not take them because I'm on that shot. Damn. Man, I'm going to – I don't know. My my sponsor is telling me I, I should get off of it. It's kind of a crutch. And there's so many old school sober guys yeah. that have done it 30 years without that shot. So Do you feel like it's helping you? I don't know. It's like a ghost. I don't know if it is See? or it isn't. Sounds I don't like, know. It sounds like opioid use to me. could be all in my brain. You know, could just be me going, oh, well, I get that shot. I can't drink. So I don't even think mm. about it. But I don't know. I don't know. So I'm maybe just. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe. I just keep doing it. Um, what are the long term effects, though? Who knows? Yeah, they. It's kind of a new thing. That was the first Google search result. Could get some cancer. <laughs> what are the long term effects of yeah, Vivitrol? It's like, yeah. what is the long term side effects? Mm. Uh, Vivitrol for. Well, I've been doing it for a year and a half, so. It can reduce alcohol intake and alcohol cravings in some individuals. That's the alcoholism is yeah. kind of. 
They're just testing. Can Beta you take testing. Xanax on Vivitrol? That's another question. I don't know. That's another one that popped <laughs> yeah. up on Google. Can I take my bars? I never liked Xanax. I never took Xanax. I'm not a pill person. I'm not either. I've never been a pill guy. It was just booze. Yeah. Like and weed reefer. freaks me out. You I know like you guys reefers? all like weed. Yeah. No. You never smoke no tie stick? Nothing? I've tried different weeds and I freak out. My brain can't handle I think, it. Yeah, I think you're like, you got one of those brains. I got one of those bad brains that doesn't work. You get the bad brains? It's not good. I freak out. I always I always find myself going, I don't want to be high anymore. It Stop doesn't this. last Stop that this. long. It feels like it lasts you way ever, too long. You for need me. to try the pen. That's fuck? like high. On, it's quick yeah. and then it's over. Yeah, that's true. Did you, you ever fuck with uh, hallucinogens? So no, and that's another thing. I hear a lot of no shit mushrooms? about that. I, nope, never, never did any of that. And I hear a lot of. Well, you're about to retire. Things. Shit. Yeah, I'm thinking when I'm a senior citizen, I might do some weird <laughs> shit. I don't think I'll ever do heroin or opioids, but I would maybe try some weird shit. Yeah, fucking let's trip, buddy. Some mushrooms. That's not, I don't know if, I don't feel like I, if I had quit one thing, I wouldn't try mushrooms. Uh, I, tripping is fine, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. it like that DMT shit, that's something that's supposed to be crazy. I don't want to see no aliens, though, man. That's the thing. I don't need to see all that. But I don't it's know. Not, it's not like that. Like it, I feel if like I can't it. handle weed, I think I would freak <laughs> out oh, okay. on LSD or Fair. anything else. I mean, Fair. I can't handle one <laughs> puff of weed. I lose my mind when I do that. Because I, you know. You, you spoke with me in the green room like a couple months no, ago. No, I did you? not. I swear. That I turned him. that shit down. <laughs> did you turn it down? Yes. I thought you did. All they right. offer it all the time to me. But uh, everyone but just thinks I quit drinking and they think. Maybe I'm California sober, but I'm not. I, I never, even when I was I hate drinking. That term. I hate that term. Even when I was drinking, though, I couldn't do weed. It always freaked me out. Always. Hmm. I never liked it. So, yeah. And then Ramon offered me the other day, and I was like, oh, that might be something I could do. Maybe I would enjoy it. But then I was like, wait a minute. This is Ramon Rivas. He's probably got the shit that killed Kennedy. I don't shit, think man. I need <laughs> this the shit fucking. That blew that wig off. Yeah, I don't want to fucking roll the dice with that guy so i didn't do it i didn't do anything that's what you're talking about that he offered it to me but i turned it down it's probably the pen shout out to him shout out to you sir mr joe howard has been here on tc's that was we appreciate you coming through man thanks man ghetto joe howard on instagram check him out see me he's got florida picks up there the shit is florida shit (laughs) yeah i do fun shit hell yeah that hat i get that hat was ball oh thanks man you got the style i always got style we Always. love you. The R Man's been in here. That's right. Uh, shout out to uh, officially endorsed uh, historical figure by Teach These Devils, Mr. James Hodgkinson. We approve, we approve <laughs> of your political platform, all of your actions. You're a hero, you sir. You hear that, Steve Scalise? <laughs> Trump 2020. Let's go. Joe Howard's out here. Shout yeah. out Trump 2020. I just want my insurance to stay the same. And so I want Trump my $100 and for everybody to get Joe Howard rehab, too. So. No, 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 no. That's, they definitely <laughs> Fuck everybody else. That. It's all about me. Ah. Everybody's teeth will look like they're fucking, they've been working in the service industry for 20 years. <laughs> 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 That's what happens when we get free insurance. <laughs> Uh, it's me, your boy James O'Brien, signing off here from Golden Knox Studios. Teaches that was brought to you by uh, uh, Pressure Life. Thank you for supplying the uh, the foundations for what we do. Uh, also brought to you by Lush Cosmetics, making me smell like Yang Lang oil, so I can get up in that pussy. Oh.
Also brought to you by Heineken N.A. Yes. Philip Morris and Coors Original. There the was a killing there. There was a killing. There's blood in this beer. Yeah, shout out to Ryan for bringing me Heineken Zeros. Of That's nice. Because we even, we're catering to our Because even AA, they don't like you drinking O'Doul's and shit because it does have a tiny bit of alcohol in it. But these zero. Heinekens are zero, which is great. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's Jeremy in the back working the sticks. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And we'll see you next week on Teach These Devils. Ugh. That was a great episode. Mm. I enjoyed it. It's good when we don't have 15 people in here. It worked out great. That's